you are listening to Pursue Media Minutes. Here is the bottom line and above, from Pursue Media Weekly Newsletter, published on January 11, 2023. Muddled plot, familiar ending. One characteristic that sets the past four months of protests in Iran apart from previous episodes of civil unrest, is the Nizam's muddled and at times inconsistent response to the challenge. Even in more placid times, the Islamic Republic has been notorious for its plurality of voices claiming to speak for the Nizam, for mixed signals, and dual-track policies featuring poorly coordinated, if coordinated at all, diplomatic overtures and covert acts of aggression. In past popular challenges to the Nizam's authority, the response typically was straightforward and consistent, protest, even peaceful protest, was not countenanced and armed force was applied ruthlessly to snuff it out. To be sure, the regime has wielded its coercive powers with considerable harshness during the past four months, especially in Iranian Kurdistan and in Sistan va Baluchistan, where the unrest has been most acute. The political class, however, has been far from united behind the use of force, with sundry senior officials calling variously for the iron fist, for dialogue, for upholding Islamic values, and for addressing the concerns of the Iranian people. A fish begins to stink at the head, as the poet Rumi tells us, and today's Iran is no different. When the protests erupted in September, Supreme Leader Ali Khamenei said nothing for more than two weeks, breaking his silence in early October to blame the riots on the US and Israel, a well-worn Iranian trope that hardliners in particular have parroted throughout the crisis. But Khamenei has provided little public guidance on how the government should respond to these supposed US-inspired riots. Just in the past week, as detailed in the Pursue Media Daily Summary, Khamenei told an audience of women that women with loose hijab should not be labeled anti-revolutionary or irreligious, then a week later, to a clerical gathering in Qom, he again framed the protests as a US and Israeli covert action and labeled treasonous such acts as setting dumpsters afire. As our featured article this week outlines, even within the same speech he bobbed and weaved, declaring that the rioters should be dealt with severely but fairly, and extolling the effectiveness of exposition jihad over the baton as way to end the unrest. Khamenei's mealy-mouthed pronouncements on the demonstrations, and the continued lack of consensus within the Nizam over how best to respond is a measure of how serious a challenge these protests were, and perhaps still are, to the Islamic Republic. In 2009, Secure in the knowledge that the Green Movement was a largely middle-class phenomenon and that it wasn't calling for the overthrow of the system, Khamenei and his lieutenants could bring force to bear on the protests, secure in the knowledge that working-class Iranians would remain indifferent. But with so many different classes united in their anger against the Nizam these days, regime stalwarts aren't quite sure how this crisis will end. The senior clergy in Qom continue to croak querulously about the government's failure to address the people's economic grievances, new legislation before the majlis is reworking the law on hijab, while the hardline newspaper Kahan frets that hijabless women will promote infidelity, cause families to fall apart, religious values to be forgotten, and Iranian civilization to fade away. The fault line in the Nizam concerns the best way to preserve the Islamic Republic. The less ideological conservatives, including such IRGC figures as Ali Shamhani and Mohammad Bagir Khalibaf, urge the regime to moderate its behavior, reconcile with marginalized elites, and try to address some of the public's economic grievances. 
Hardliners, and Khamenei is likely to lean the same way, emphasize retaining the support of their true-believing base as the only guarantee that the republic will remain Islamic. Khamenei's contradictory remarks during the past week were not solely meant to dodge responsibility for the crisis, he also was striving to keep key constituencies on side. He no doubt will entertain the moderates' efforts to reach out to reformists and talk of relaxing enforcement of hijab, but sees such moves as a tactical retreat to calm the unrest. The new hijab legislation, however, is said to be very vague in defining just what kind of relaxed hijab, if any, is permissible, it is more specific in prescribing new penalties for those judged to have crossed a very blurry line. As with the old law, enforcement will be a matter of interpretation, and the vagueness and uncertainty are deliberate and aimed at causing women to be cautious with their clothing for fear of crossing an undefined red line. Khamenei's intentions are perhaps better revealed in the appointment of Amadre Zaradan to head the Law Enforcement Command. Radan made his bones in 2009, when he led the suppression of the Green Movement. Back in 2007, as Tehran police chief, he described women who tucked their pants into high boots as guilty of vulgar self-display. If personnel is policy, Khamenei is not planning to give much ground at all. Pursue Media provides media research, open-source intelligence, analysis, AI-driven analytics, and strategic communications consultancy. For more information or to subscribe to Pursue Media Weekly Newsletter, please get in touch with us.